Welcome to Processing Purpose, a business and lifestyle podcast committed to having honest conversations about the stuff in our lives that is often suppressed, ignored, or overlooked. We are two brothers from very different backgrounds, but with one common goal. From entrepreneurship to relationships, from hobbies to house projects, nothing is off limits as we process becoming the best version of ourselves in business and life. We're back. Dude, do you feel more professional or what? <laughs> I feel like this is way more legit. Let us know if you think so as well. Leave uh, a comment uh, in the comment section below. But man, we are pretty stoked to be here. This is a pretty fun little setup. Yeah. And we, we feel legit. We actually <laughs> didn't plan the outfit match. No, we didn't, but we look pretty good. I mean, <laughs> between you, me, and Harold the Bull. Oh, man. Absolutely. Harold, that's a good name. Actually, we didn't even talk about that. You just threw that I out just, there and I love I it. I just pitched it. Harold makes sense to me. Welcome, Harold, to the All podcast. Right. Well, we're back. We're we're doing it. We're getting back into the swing of life, like you guys are. It's the new year, new you, maybe, uh, new plans, new uh, goals, things like that. So uh, maybe we'll touch a little bit on that uh, as we go. But we do have a topic in mind. Yeah. And I think it's super relevant, right, to this conversation because it kind of starts here. More pe- more people than not have this big idea, this big grandiose, almost delusion. Uh, delusions of grandeur which I can sometimes have but until you scale all of that down into bite-sized chunks into habitual change that's what we're going to talk about yeah we're going to talk about making habits building habits habits. what bad habits might look like for you what are good habits what habits do you want to change those sorts of things and again I want to just set the stage I'm no expert in this yeah I have a lot of habits that you know I want to I want to work out and work on and again it's processing purpose it's working through these things together so you guys can see in real life Two guys that, that again, just want to be the best version of ourselves, And I think, for me, for sure, it's going to start with habits. Yeah. I mean, it, you can set all the plans that you want. You can create all the resolutions. But if you don't actually have a process, right, to turn those plans into a an actual execution. Action. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of it's pointless. But before we go there, first week here of, of the new year. Yep. Yeah. How, uh, real briefly, how was your holiday? Let's not go too deep, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's not bore everybody. <laughs> uh, no. Not uh, that your holiday was boring. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's it's really actually important to reflect on all of it, right? I think I've, I've made the comment often that it's so easy to keep your eyes fixed on what is in front of you and where you're headed. It's It's hard sometimes to stop and just take a review, right, and reflect on the season you just had or maybe the year you just had. Um, so yeah, I I often don't do that. I I move right through holidays. So I appreciate you asking that question. We had a we had a great one. Yeah, it was. I mean, we had good family time. We had a good time with you guys. We had an awesome Christmas Eve dinner. That was super fun. Um, and then Christmas Day was my favorite kind of Christmas day, and that's literally sitting around doing nothing. Mm. I don't Christmas to me, or at least holidays time off of work means no responsibility as little as possible right yeah that's kind of my birthday mo on my birthday <laughs> i don't care what we do i just don't want responsibility right i don't yeah. have to take care of the kids yeah uh but aside from that it was it was wonderful and you know we had you know i'm mentioning it only because i'm i'm empathetic to the rest of society that i think a weird round of illness went through just about every community over the holiday it was brutal but yeah we got slapped pretty hard too and i'm still you can hear it in my voice i'm still kind of overcoming some of it so Aside from that, we we can go down that lane anytime we want and do a pity party. But the truth is, it was a fantastic holiday. December, because of our business and industry we're in in real estate, it slows down around that time, and people are very understanding about that. So I take that time. I don't, yeah. 
I don't effort to try to work as hard as I can in December. I just don't. I know there's a lot of retail businesses, other industries they have to or they do, and it's part of the plan. For me, it's 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 a holiday month. Yeah, <laughs> you know it really is. And I and I soaked it all in. It was awesome. But what's good about that for me is now that it's January, as you've heard and seen, man, I'm fired up, man. I'm I'm running around. I'm meeting with people. I'm trying to recruit. I'm trying to come up with strategies, put events together for the community, that sort of thing. Uh, and I think that respite was really instrumental for me feeling this way and kind of feeling pretty pumped up, especially for January. You know me. In yeah. The middle of winter, sometimes I deal with some seasonal stuff, and I know a lot of you probably do too. And and but that rest, I think, is, for me at least, was really important. Nice. How about you? Yeah, I, you know, you never plan on it being as busy <laughs> as it ends up being. I don't know about you, but I I like to decompress a little bit. Yeah. But it just didn't happen like it went like we came in at 80 miles an hour and we exited the season at 80 miles an hour <laughs> and there was just no downtime very little downtime I even asked you the other day I was like how how was the day and you're like I worked I literally plowed all morning yeah yeah I mean we between have getting snow and uh it's just there's just family in family mm -hmm. out us moving or us traveling to go see family um uh, you know, even we got snow on Christmas day. So I was moving snow on Christmas day and yeah. it was just, uh, I was coaching. Um, you guys know, I, you know, I, uh, an Alpine race coach. So I was coaching, yep. uh, for the days there was a holiday camp. So I was coaching for the days through that period of time as well. And, um, the week leading up to Christmas, I was like wall to wall meetings for some reason, because all my meetings were getting canceled the week before right. and all got stuffed into that final week. And, it was busy. It was is, great. Is winter typically your busiest season or no? No. And so it, it feels a little kind of a new a new disruption almost in a way. Yeah, it was abnormal. Mm. It was abnormal. It was mm. busy. It was great, though. Amazing time with family. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was super positive and, and uh, felt mm. like a blessed season. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was just wasn't much relaxing. It's almost like certain trips you take with the family and holidays seem the same in that you, you get over it and you get through it and you're like, I need a vacation from the vacation. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you need a little rest from that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, even on New Year's Day, we were driving back from Coeur d'Alene, being time with family and the kids were back in school on Tuesday. So it was just like. Yeah, we were sliding into home. It there. was just screaming, screaming in and screaming out. Before we pivot back to business, favorite gift that you got? Oh, uh, oh, man. I actually didn't receive a lot of personal gifts for Christmas. Wah, wah. I, know. <laughs> I know. I know I didn't, but we, you know, Brooke and I actually effort to to really gift one another all year long so yeah. we don't like build it up for this one-time thing. We try to, you know that, we she goes on a trip or I'll go on a trip and yeah. do this and that. And so it doesn't feel like it's owed or it's um uh or we're deprived in any way. And so we kind of, yeah, because of Disneyland, we went to Disneyland with the kids. And that, for us, we talked about it. We, that was kind of a, a gift for us as well, you know, to go in and get that time in with the kids and with the family and all that. So Disneyland, I mean, that's a, you know, it wasn't a direct gift to me, but I'm not actually, it's really weird. I love giving gifts, love doing whatever I can to be thoughtful because it's actually a real effort for me. I, I, I feel bad saying that. I wish I was just naturally more thoughtful. Um, so anyway, D Disneyland, I think for me, it was... It was amazing. I mean, we, you know, you know, I got pretty sick, but I just don't, for whatever reason, I don't think I'm ever going to, to think about that when I think of Disney. 
I'm not. I'm going to remember the first few days that were amazing and all that. So yeah. keep it a positive attitude around it. How about you? That's great. Uh, I got a cold plunge. That was that was uh, the one that I was like, yes. I know. That was that looked awesome, too. I want to that the whole setup looks super simple. It doesn't look like it's an ultra complicated no, super setup. basic. Yeah. Then use in that's beneficial to you. you I really, used it this morning. Did you? Mm -hmm. So what does it do for you? Does it does it t like decrease pain? Does it does it help with circulation? Like when you get out of that, do you feel like, oh, man, I feel refreshed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, there's a couple of things I notice. I do it after I do, uh, you know, any type of workout gym, you know, ski, yeah. whatever it might be. I'll do it when I get home, spend three minutes in it and then. I'll get in the hot tub immediately afterwards, uh, and it seriously reduces my inflammation. Like I'll feel much better the next day. Wow! Just I won't be nearly as sore, and um, I'm not sure we've talked about it, but I deal with quite a bit of back stuff, um, and so um, it helps me navigate that. But then when I do it in the morning, like I did today, uh, I feel just like charged. Right. I, am I? Mu there must be some sort of, and I've done a little bit of research. If I spoke to it, it would be you know, a, a little ignorant to speak to right. the research, but you know, there's uh, some sort of chemical dump that you get, sure. um, uh, between the, 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 uh, the cold plunge and the hot tub that I just, yeah. I feel really charged up, yeah. um, which is a great way, great way to start. And, and, uh, plus there's, there's a, there's a mental benefit too, as your body goes down into, well, it sits outside. So right. it's like, what's, what was the temperature this morning? 25 degrees this morning. Cold. So, you know, there was ice on the top of it. And so that water's got to be in the thirties. Yeah. And there's an element of like your brain going, get out, you're going to die. Like legitimately. Yeah. Your brain's like, get out, you're going to die. Like almost panic mode. Yeah. And so you have to like, it's mind over matter. You force yourself to be yeah. like, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Be quiet and breathe. And so there's a mental, like just overcoming. Right. It's kind of baked into the process as well. That's, that's, uh, over the long term supposed to be super beneficial. Obviously I haven't done it a gob, but, um, yeah. So your mind will always quit before your body does. That's true. And by all means, I've had my moments where I'm like, dude, I'm done. I've, I've had it, whatever it is, but your mind will always quit way before your body. Your body can handle a lot, yeah, a lot more than you think it can. Now you mentioned, uh, this chronic back pain. I've known yeah. this about you for a long time. I've known it about Holly too. So I'm sure you guys share, you know, in that kind of empathetically, now chronic versus habitual right if we look at those two things habitual is what you do to yourself and yeah. what you do on a daily basis chronic is what happens to you so what habits have you created around your chronic issue right because you have to yeah. if you want it to maintain itself otherwise if you don't have good habits around chronic pain it just gets worse and you yeah. are in misery and so what have you done there because i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that deal with some chronic issues as well yeah, I mean, everybody's so different sure. with the issues that they have. And, and even if it's, you know, even back pain, it's like whether it's bulging discs, ruptured discs, you know, mm -hmm. disc degeneration, you know, there's so many different things, you know, sciatica, you know, SI joint issues. Right. So it's not it's not the same for anybody. But for me, uh, yeah, I just have to keep my core strong, you yeah. know, I, uh, multiple times a week of, of, you know, working on planks and uh, core work um, stretching, uh, as often as I can remember, which tries to be daily. It's not quite, but I try and do it daily before I hit the bed. Um, and then, uh, working in the cold plunge is the new, the new ad for, uh, for 2024. And you've learned all these things for physical therapy along the way. Cause yeah. sport, you know, cause you were in extreme sports as a ski racer. Uh, and I'm sure with injuries there, you probably learned a lot along the way that you yeah. probably administer yourself. And, 
Um, it's you know it's interesting. <clears throat> I was talking to you about this the other day, but you know I I thought man it would be really neat to have a program. There may be some out there that is physical therapy foundations yeah. around just getting up and building core strength. Like for example, my when I was in my twenties, early thirties, like I was all about man. I just I want to get in shape so I look good. Now I'm I'm like I just want to exercise to prevent injury. Yeah, you know, and I think. Um, I, I just think it could be as simple as starting with PT foundations and just doing very basic squat techniques, those sort of things, the right form habitually over time, your body will start to strengthen itself. And most people don't realize too, we're too young to maybe even have these conversations, but the majority of people that go into retirement homes, it's because of loss of strength, Yeah, you know? And so, um, anyway, it takes, it takes habitual, uh, progress with physical, exercise to get yourself to a healthy place and so um i need better habits there for sure i'll i'll be first to admit it i want to i want to have a daily routine a daily ritual uh right now i do not so let's talk about uh just habits let's talk about you know some of those things uh you mentioned that you're wanting to create a better um you know kind of rhythm in your workout what other kind of things if you have have you established for this year that you're like look i want to i want to do some of these things um, yeah. So for me, the word was consistency, right? That's I talked right. about that last time. Uh, so for me, what I started with was my calendar again, right? We talked about, I think a few episodes ago, just starting with, Hey, I want to plan my whole year out. What does it look like to look forward to something every single month? So right now, as it stands, I have every, something every single month minus July, July, we just leave wide open because summer's busy and it, it fills itself up no matter what. And we like to get boat time in and, and that sort of thing. So habitually, I just want to start being more consistent with, with sticking to what's on my calendar, right? Before in years past, it's kind of like a budget. You set it and you kind of forget it. You, yeah. you kind of go, I almost feel fulfilled that I have something on my calendar instead of executing what's actually on there. And so that I think for me, that's really what I want to build into my routine and, and my ethos is, man, you put it on the calendar, you get it done, you execute, and you hang your hat up at the end of the day, right? Rest your head on your pillow, feel good about what you did for the day, not worry about anything else. The video you sent me the, uh, two days ago, three days ago, was super profound and actually really validated all of that um, in that the outcome undermines every or focusing on the outcome of whatever you're pursuing undermines everything else the, the whole effort uh, itself and i don't want it to yeah right and in the other individual that you know a asked the question and we all do are we spending our time wisely am i doing the right thing and that's just the wrong question because you're constantly growing as long as you're constantly growing and learning and like the other gentleman said and doing everything you can to make what you're doing the best it can actually yeah. absolutely be the outcome will work itself out Regardless, in fact, probably be way bigger and better than you could ever imagine. But you have to just keep your eyes set on that. And that's what I want to do this year. I want to be habitually aligned with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, there's like an interesting cross section between, um, focusing on making the best project that you can, like doing it the very best, um, and recognizing that the outcome isn't what the project becomes. It's what you become. Right. Right. What Alex Ramosi said, combined with um, Rick, I forget the guy's name. The, 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 he looked like he was uh, Santa Claus on crack. He had a big, <laughs> big white beard. I forget the guy's name, though. But if he, made, if he made it on the show, I mean, he's somebody, right? Yeah, right. So that, it was interesting to yeah, hear. Yeah, because he was on Huberman Labs. 
um, talking about the, the creative process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, recognizing that it's, it's about what we become in the pursuit of the project and right. making sure that the project is the best that we can right. and not focusing on the outcome. That's a, it's not an easy ask. No, it's an, it's an effort ask. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is aligned with what I had mentioned a few episodes ago as well in that your higher intelligence does not respond to what you want. It responds to who you are being. Yeah. And that, I think that is habit that it, you are your, you are, people say you are what you eat, but that's in and of itself habits too. Right. So you are what your habits are. Yeah. Uh, you, you are stitched together by your habits. Yeah. I mean, um, routine is the master of habits. Right. Right. So it's whatever you do consistently on a regular basis, <clears throat> day in, day out, create your habits. Right. <clears throat> and so often people are trying to stop their habits. Right. Maybe they have some negative habits. Right. Well, I want to drink less. I want to smoke less. I want to, you know, eat less fast food, Wh whatever it is. Right. right? Um, and it's difficult to remove a habit. Mm hmm. It's, it's really tough. The only way that you do that is to replace a habit, typically. Sure. That's your best path forward. And so if routine is the master of habits, you have to change your routine. Sure. So as you try to create a new habit, do you have any process that you kind of run it through on like, okay, I want to I wanna install this new software. Here's how I'm going to do it. Do you have anything that you work through? You know, I, I have a philosophy that I want to work through. I'll say it that way. Meaning I haven't put a lot of effort into changing my habits because I think up to this point, unless I've had, you know, some anxiety issues or whatever else to work through and go, man, I, I habitually need to change the way I'm just navigating life altogether. Um, then I'll look at it that way. But for me, I, I want to start just at, back to the avocado, uh, idea, right? I just want to start adding good habits in. I think, I think naturally over time, maybe I'm wrong, but this is just a philosophy idea that at, over time, if you add enough good habits in, you will start to flush the bad ones out. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I, time will tell and I'll, you know, check back in and let you guys know how that's going. But I do. And, and it came from a friend that said, I just started with uh, changing my health by eating one avocado a day. That's it. And then naturally he said, he is, he's in much better shape today. He looks better. He feels better. All those sorts of things. And that's just starting with one good habit at a time. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a it's a it's worth a test. It's worth a test. Yeah, I mean, no one wants to no one. That's not fair. Most of us don't want to be like, ah, I don't want to stop eating pizza. I love pizza. Right? And it's it's not about necessarily stop doing. I, I like that a lot actually. It's about replacing. It's about right. adding in. Like if you eat an avocado a day, you're gonna be less hungry. So instead right. of eating three pieces of pizza, you might eat two. Right. Right. So you're not, you're not sacrificing. Right. You're just, you're swapping it. Right. And so I love that. That's a, that's a, that's a great thing. I have to think of habits in terms of routines because a routine, you know, you pick any routine that you have. Okay. That could be brushing your teeth in the morning. Mm -hmm. That could be, um, the way you make your coffee. Right there is a pattern to it right there is a system if you zoom out to that execution of that habit of brushing your teeth right so if i'm trying to create a new habit i have to think of it as a system 
Right. I can't just be like, yes, I am going to go to the gym more in 2024. Right. It's like, okay, mm, good to start. Right. But when, for how long, in what part of your day? Right. What are you swapping out? Like there has to be a system to it for me to execute it. So like I'm now on, I'm about a year and a half in of going to, uh, of, of adding into my life three workout sessions a week, two times in the gym, and then one time outdoors. Could be mountain biking, could be cross-country skiing, um, et cetera. That doesn't even include you know me uh, skiing on the weekends for, for right. coaching. Um, it's just the routine of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I, when I set out to do it, I was like, okay, I need a couple of things. One is I have to block it off in my calendar. Like I actually have to, it's in the calendar blocked off like i can't schedule anything else in there if i do i know i'm sacrificing that moment right um i needed accountability so i had to reach out to one of our friends and say hey you want to go to the gym with me twice a week because i won't go if you're not there and by the way other people out there may want the same accountability as you probably 100%. found in your workout partner it was went, the same i thing. need this too yeah nate was like yeah i could use that <laughs> yeah so it, you know it worked out great that's a great life lesson if you need to change anything about your life, accountability is it, man. And find somebody that you really trust and feel like is, is going to breathe life into it. Yeah. We'll provide grace, but we'll hold your feet to the fire. Right. And uh, so, you know, you have just have to create a routine, create accountability. Mm -hmm. It was going to be from 1230 to 130. It was just, and it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it was non-negotiable. Right. And that's what, we, that's what we did. But that's, you know, any type of, of habit that you want to create, you have to think about when is it going to happen? Where is it going to happen? And what's going to be my trigger to remember? Right. Because if you don't account for all three things, the habit won't get created. And I'd add one more thing in, in that you, it's imperative that you take all of those three things and you simplify it as best as you possibly can. There's a lot, you got people try to make a change in their life and they overcomplicate it. They make it way too big of a thing, right? So if you want to start, you know, brushing your teeth longer or whatever else, or, you know, brush your teeth three times a day or whatever, set your toothbrush out, have your toothpaste right. ready next to your deal. Right? That's the trigger. Create the trigger that makes everything about creating that new habit easier. The other thing I want to say too, there's a lot of people, and I'm included in this statement, where we take a step back in this new change or this, you know, this new venture of life and we get really discouraged. We really beat ourselves up over, oh, here I go again. I ate another piece of candy. I was trying not to do mm. that and whatever else. And just prove myself I can't do it again or whatever else, right? We go into that negative self-talk, but get right back on the train. Get right back onto the on the don't don't look at that as a setback. Look at that as you just took one step off the path and you're getting right back on the path. Um, because yeah, it's conditioning, it's repetition, it's doing it over and over and over, retraining your subconscious. That habits at the end of the day, if you really want to boil it down, it's your subconscious doing what it does. Yeah. Yeah. You not know? having to think about the efforting to like, totally. I got to do this. Right. right? Yeah. A hundred percent grace in the process of mm -hmm. creating habits, you know, is it's foundational really. Yeah. Because no one's going to be perfect. No. So if you're like, I'm going to drink, uh, you know, a hundred ounces of water, 200 ounces of water every single day. Right. And you got it in once this week, dude, <laughs> fist pump. <laughs> yeah. Because how many times did you do it last week? Right. Zero. Right. And so you're moving the needle forward. And right. if we can, if we can frame it in that lens, it's like, yeah, I'm going to tell on myself here. I worked out, I, I got to the gym once this week. Right. Okay. I just, uh, 
my workout partner didn't. Uh, he had to take care of something. I had to take care of my car one day. I couldn't make it. My workout partner couldn't make it the other day. I made it one day. Right. But it's better than I did the week previous because it was holidays. Totally. And so I made it back into the gym. Right. And you maintained yourself that week, by the way. Most people are like, oh, I took a step back. No, you actually kept your, your shape for that week. That was good. Yep. And next week, it'll be ba- I'll, I'll be back to two days totally. next week. And so there's, instead of being hard on yourself, like establishing a habit is hard. Yeah, it is. It is. It takes real effort. Um, and celebrate all the little wins too, right? Along the way, as, as you start to see some of those changes happen, as we talk about when you change the way you look at things, the, the things you look at start to change. Mm-hmm. And that happens with habits too. And so, yeah, I mean, they are hard to, they are hard to start. But it, and there's also, I, I've read this recently, that there's all these weird timelines that we've heard along the way, like 21 days, right? Have you heard that with habits? Yes, I have. 21 days to start and stop a habit. That's ne- not necessarily true. It, it's more about repetition, like Tony Robbins talked about with getting his speaking career started. He just did it more in a shorter amount of time than anybody else. Yeah. So he had all of that life experience squashed down. So it's all about how much you do it and how often you do it over mm-hmm. and over and over again to fine-tune yourself. Um, but habits are who we are. Now, rituals, on the other hand, as we talk about routines, I've often joked, I, you know, I do wonder with young children specifically, is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible to have a, yours is a gym ritual, but is it possible to have a regular ritual that you can absolutely stick to every single day? I'm sure there is, but I always joke that, man, it's, kids are, I love them, but there's, it's disruptive. I think it depends on the season. Sure. Sure. Right. For some people that's like, yeah, you know, I'm up at four thirty every day. I hit the gym for forty seven minutes and then follow that up with a three minute cold plunge. So I'm in and out of the gym in fifty minutes and it's like, Okay, dude. <laughs> you sent me that one reel where the guy said, If I did everything that all gurus tell me to do every morning, it was like basically like seventeen hours straight of all this weird stuff. Yeah. Twenty seven push ups, ice cold plunge, like just yeah. went down the list. It's like no. Eleven minutes of sunshine on my face, and it's right. like, yeah, in a perfect world, absolutely. We do not live in a perfect world, <laughs> no. And when you have kids, it's even more imperfect. Right. It's just inconsistent. Yeah. It's just it really inconsistent. is. It really is. Um, what habits do you want to change, or or what new habits do you want personally? Yeah. So, for whatever reason, reading for me has been an inconsistent part of my routine. Um, I'll have periods of time i'll go two three months four months and i'm like yeah knocking out a book every two to three weeks and then i'll what what usually ends up happening is i pick a book that doesn't quite grab me and i try and force myself to do it and i get knocked off the habit and i probably from this moment looking backwards like it's probably been two three months before i finished since i finished a book and so i get I get knocked off because, right. you know, because um, I chose the wrong book. And I need to I need to establish a better routine around reading, whether that's uh, – and I haven't given it a lot of thought yet on how to do it just yet, but whether that's, um, you know, first thing when I get in the office, my last half hour before I leave the office, you know, uh, before I go into the office, before I go to bed. Like, I need to find the moment that makes the most sense – consistently that's the other piece of creating a a habit you can't just pick a a, a routine time it's got to be one that you know consistently i'm going to pass by this particular end table where i keep my book most days 
at 10 a.m. Right. And it'll remind me. Right. Right. Whatever it is. So I got to find that that routine. Um, but there was two that I'm that I'm that I really am wanting to do. I wanted to do 30 minutes of some sort of education. I subscribed to Masterclass again this year. It's great. Um, and so I want to do 30 minutes of education uh, each workday. Um, probably about the time that I'm like burnt out at the end of the day. Right. And I'm ready to pull out my phone and watch Instagram reels. I'll switch to masterclass. <laughs> so that's my trigger. Actually, if I'm on Instagram, it's like now's when you pivot to masterclass. So that's my, that's my trigger. Well, we talked about a while ago that most people want to be entertained, not educated. So good on you for shifting the dial and going, no, I don't, I'm going to go to the entertainment route. I'm going to go back to the educational route and good on masterclass for making the education entertaining. Yeah. You know, so it makes it kind of a little bit easier. Yeah. So I've been going through the uh, Lewis Hamilton one for oh. uh, winning mindset. Oh, sweet. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so I'm I'm adding that in, and you know, uh, coming back to what we talked about, grace, right? I got it in once this week, because it's not it's not ingrained yet, right? But I got it in once, and I didn't get it in the last few months, right? So, hey, it's a win. I got it in. Right. Next week, I'll be better. I'll right. get it in twice, right? Or maybe more. Um, and then, uh, I want to hit, I want to hit a book 30 minutes a day. So those two routines is, is what I, what I'm going to put forward. Reading effort. versus audible or doesn't matter. Just listening and or reading doesn't so matter. So here's my hack. I actually do both. Oh, so right. I buy the, I, so I spend double, I buy the audible and I buy the physical book. Okay. So I have both. I put the audible on two X. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Makes sense. So you just speed read. And then I just follow <clears throat> along so I can hammer out books. It's a serious hack, dude. I can hammer out books huh. really quickly. Comprehend and all of it. And because I'm hearing it and my eyes are scanning it, my comprehension is so much better. So I'm faster. Uh, my <laughs> comprehension is better. That's a huge life hack. Nice. I don't, I didn't know about that. I don't, I don't know if you guys do about that, Yeah. but I will definitely give that a shot. My habitually with books, I think we talked about it before, and I just want to encourage everybody that if you do want to start a new habit, just work through some of the discouragement. Don't just stop because maybe you hit a wall. Meaning, remember I talked about, yeah, I just don't feel like I'm a big reader, you know, and it just turned out that there were just a lot of books that weren't that worth reading. Yeah. <laughs> and Find we were, something you want to read. Yeah. And you're like, buddy, that's, that's normal, man. Like, mo if you yeah. don't like it within a chapter, put it down and move on. And I'm thinking, that's wait, that's normal and it, permission. Yeah. yeah, total permission. And so I uh, just want to encourage all of you, if you haven't found a genre or a book or an author or style that you love and you're attached to, keep going, keep yeah. going, keep going. Cause I have found those and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And another thing that helps me too is to mix in something that's just pure enjoyment reading. Right. So, you know, I'm guilty of being like personal growth book, personal growth book, personal growth book, personal growth book. And if you do that too much, for me, I'll burn out a little bit, even if it's topics I'm interested in. It's like, right. I, how many leadership books can you read? Right. Um, but I have to work in like espionage fiction and like I have to work in other things sure. that just purely entertain me, but keep the routine of reading every day going. Right. That's, that's the key there is like, I'm still going through the pattern, the routine of reading every day. I'm just pivoting for a period of time that's like, this is for this next two weeks this is going to be fun reading. Right. And so that's, that's been something. Um, but yeah, uh, audible combined with a book and I, I go physical book. I used to do the Kindle. 
I just thought about this yesterday. I don't see people reading on Kindles or electronic devices much anymore. Maybe I just don't notice or I'm not paying attention. I see way more people holding physical books again. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I've noticed. The reason why I chose it, though, is because I want my kids to see me read. I right. want them to be curious about what I'm reading, to pick up the book I'm reading. Right. And if that's not laying around on the coffee table, how to win friends and influence people, the magic of thinking big, never split the difference, right? Principles by Ray Dalio, whatever it is. If it's not sitting around, they don't know that you're actually reading. If it's on a Kindle, right. okay, the Kindle's around, but there's 47 books on there. Right. You know, and they're not going to pick it up and be like, I wonder what dad's reading. So right. I just... I want them to feel like they can pick it up as they get older. I want to show them what I'm type, what I'm reading and that I am reading. So that's why I went back to physical. And back to really getting after topics that you're really interested in. That seems like a duh. Why wouldn't you, why would you pick up a book otherwise? Um, but like, I, I even mean topically like wilderness and survival skills is something I'm really generally sure. into right now. I love it. Every little bushcraft thing I can learn and take away. I'm applying it to my life. Um, and again, same thing. I, I want my kids to see that because I want to instill that in their life that they need those those skill sets. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love that. What do you think about or what are your thoughts on um, like overarching 30,000 foot view societal habits? Mm. Things that we just subconsciously do as a society. You know, the rat race, nine to five, the hum and drum of life. Um, it, it makes me wonder how how many of our habits subconsciously are just aligned with our cultural habits and yeah. what we do as a society. Um, haven't thought too much about it, but I no. just it dawned on me like, hmm, I wonder how much we're kind of in in the wheel more than we think. So a bit of a uh, of a pivot. It's in alignment to what to what you said there, though. I started watching. Um, you know who Rob Bell is, right? Oh yeah, the past well pastor, and then he former went pastor into a um, more uh, universalism type of a influencer. Yeah type of type of direction and um so he did a he did a lecture called it a tour he did a a speaking tour about three years ago called introduction to joy and i started watching it last night holly and i did wholly captivating first of all um so good but essentially what he is going through is the understanding that and I'll, i'll tie it back to what you asked um, that happiness is different than joy mm. and that joy has room for all of the human experience. Mm. Happiness is the opposite of sad. You're the happier, you're sad, but joy can handle depression and despair and frustration and grief and anxiety. It can handle all those things. And in fact, joy will point to the human experience and go, yeah, because of all those things, you need to enjoy this moment. You see mm. something, this is why you see somebody that has been through immense grief, deep, deep loss and pain. There is a unpredictability that's weaved into the fabric of our existence. Right. And when you have come face to face with that unpredictability, like my brother-in-law getting murdered. Right, right. You are faced with Man, there are so many, so many less. That's the wrong way to create that sentence, but there's so many less guarantees in this life right. than we actually think. All we have, you and I, honestly, all we have is this moment. 
we don't know that we're actually going to make it back to the truck and back to our families. Right. Like it's dark, but it's true. Right. And joy has the ability to go. Yeah. All of that, all of that's real. In fact, it could probably be worse. Mm. So this moment, this one right here, enjoy it. Alan Watts said it's off. It's odd that 95% of our time we spend in places that don't exist. Right. The past and the future. Past they the don't future. exist. All we have, the 5% of what we're experiencing is right here and right now. Um, it's hard. It's, it almost feels new agey to accept that. There's a lot of people that talk about the power of now and that sort of thing. And, and they're, but they're not wrong. No. Right. So, so it doesn't matter if it ha- even has a cadence of new age uh, philosophy. It doesn't matter. They're not wrong. Yeah. They're absolutely accurate. And to tie it back with what you're asking, you know, about societal habits. I think most people, and I think that's probably fair, most live their life unconsciously. I mean, how many times have you been driving to work or anywhere, driving home, and you're like, how'd I get here? <laughs> like, it, we've all had that experience where it's like, wow, I don't remember the last, like, five minutes of this drive, but I'm here safe. So clearly I was present, but mm-hmm. I f- wasn't fully present. Like, right. We live unconsciously, the coffee shop that we stop at at the morning, the, route, the, the drive to work that we take, you know, the, the place that we go for lunch, the drive back home, the show that we watch in the evening. Like, there's so much of, of our existence that's baked into just the unconsciousness of it. If we don't zoom out and recognize that this moment could be gone any second, we miss the majority of our life. Yeah, really. Unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And so I think society is wrapped up in just the unconscious routine of the day-to-day right. and missing it. Right. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that we, um, yeah, we live a more, yeah, I agree with you. We live a more unconscious life than we even realize, you know, getting up every day and moving in directions and, uh, whether they're routines or anything else, like we, we just, there's not a lot of conscious thought behind it. It's a little bit scary in a way. Yeah. You know, now that you say that, that, that kind of hit me. I don't think I really think about it consciously very often that, yeah, you'll tune out. You'll be, you'll be driving, especially in a dangerous situation and realize I totally daydreamed or something and tuned out. Or, um, there's a, there's a scientist out there that actually is starting to reshape and believes that consciousness is the only constant in the universe Mm. right that science tells us it's light or you know whatever other elements are out there but it's it's a interesting it's an interesting thought because i think it's aligned with what we're talking about today yeah that there's just a habitual consciousness in a way that we're all connected to yeah um anyway that's a deeper conversation but so before we pivot all the way off i want to go and i want to talk about negative habits sure um because you know, admittedly, you've been down the road of having negative mm-hmm. habits mm-hmm. and have have gotten to the point where you had to go to recovery. And right. so if somebody's, you know, one of the things that they're like, look, I just I have to cut back on my ex consumption, what fill in the blank doesn't matter what it is. Right. Where do you where do you start? I think uh, I think habits are are for me are driven by safety and control, right? That I, I want, or maybe securities in there too. But I do things because I always want whatever 
I do or I, whatever I'm going through to feel safer and more controlled by me. And so I, I, and I share that because I remember talking to a pastor when I first was getting clean and sober and I had made the comment to him that my life spun out of control and he stopped me in my tracks. He said, no, it didn't. You are obsessed with control. Mm. So the moment you realize you didn't like the way you felt, you decided I'm going to change the way I feel. Mm. Right. And so I, I, whether or not it's self-medication or whatever that habit becomes, um, it's, it's driven by your, your self, your control, um, and mm. obsession with control. Uh, you know, and, and honestly, I'm going to kind of go on a philosophical rant here, but I actually think, and I do this to my kids too, so I'm not saying I'm free of it, but even since we were young kids, there's always a remedy to the problem, right? You don't feel good. Here's some Tylenol, sure. right? You, you have a little ache in your knee. Here's some Robitussin or whatever else it is. It's like, there's just always a, a fix to your problem. If you don't like how you feel, feel different. And so, mm. you know, I'm not using that as a crutch for why I chose to use drugs and alcohol, but I think there's some conditioning. There's some societal, unconscious, habitual conditioning that we, again, like I mentioned before, culturally, we don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. We're just a part of it. And it seems normal. So why, why would we question what's normal? To actually habitually change anything about who you are and what you do against cultural norms is actually way more challenging than people think. You will be ostracized. You'll be an outcast. And I'm not saying that's a reason for you not to do it if you feel like it's the right thing to do and it's driving you forward. But that be aware of that resistance because it's real. That's why we all stay in that cultural lane because it's more comfortable and it's safer and you have more control in it. Um, so... I heard a great quote. It had to do with business, but it applies to habits. It's that um, building a business is hard. Mm. Hard feels shitty. Mm. This is what hard feels like. Yeah. This is why other people quit, but you won't. Yep. Generating a habit's the same. It's yeah. recognizing that it's not, it's probably not going to be comfortable. It's probably not going to be fun. I kind of, I, you got to have a big why. Right. We've talked about that in previous episodes that why is one of the biggest questions that you can ask when you're, when you're creating a new habit. Why? Right. If it's not deeply rooted in something that matters, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Stupid example, but a, a, a really relevant one. I had a dentist tell me, I don't know, let's call it a decade ago that flossing my teeth was more important than brushing them. He's like, if you have to choose in the evening to floss or brush, you better floss. From that day forward, I mean, like that, in the last decade, I bet you I've missed less than 30 days. Wow. Like, it was one of those things that was like, really? it's that important. Well, I better do it. I had no idea. I brushed my teeth because I knew that's important, but you're telling me this is more important than brushing my teeth. Okay. You I'll just, floss. You just made an incredible distinction that just totally turned on the light that habit habits and Oh, where was I going with that? Oh man. I lost it. Keep going. Okay. Keep going down the line. So so your why though is is what I was going with there. Right. The why of like no this is more important. It it has to be something that is that is pulling you towards creating that. Right. Right? If you're going to drink 200 ounces of water today, which we're supposed to drink an ounce per weight right. per body pound, that is 
a lot of water. Right. But you're going to have to have a big why. You're going to have right. to understand why you're doing that to right. commit to that that type of thing. Other than, at least for me, other than just like, yeah, I'm going to be more hydrated and feel better right. and healthy. Like, there's going to have to be. That's why people that have like huge like medical diagnoses change their habits like that because they recognize, ooh, if I don't do this, I die. Yeah. It's no, it's not a problem changing your patterns right. when your why is big enough. So if you can attach your why to the habit and then create the routine around it. Right. Made in the shade. And I'll take it. What I was going to say was I'll take it one step further too and say that your why is connected to a belief so that her habits are going to follow whatever that belief change is. And belief is the strongest thing in the world. It is. It's the most powerful thing in the world. You cannot break someone's belief. It, yeah. Once some, someone con- has a concrete belief in anything, whether it be a faith or a fact, good luck changing it. It's just the way it is. So when that belief sinks in and it's anchored, habits will naturally start to form themselves. So I just had that moment of clarity of distinction of like, oh my gosh, start with belief. Right. If you want to change your habits, start by believing something new and you yes. have to firmly believe it in your gut. You can't just go, oh, that sounds cool. You've got to see, you, you got to know it. that 200 ounces mm-hmm. is going to change your life. You got to feel it. Yeah. That's a good, that's a great point. The yeah. belief is I didn't have the belief. The dentist gave me the belief. It was like, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is your business, so you probably know. Yeah. And it changed my belief system. It's like Robert Kiyosaki. He said, you know, the most uh, valuable thing you have in, in your life are the thoughts inside your mind. Be very careful who puts them there. Yeah. Right. And but there are incredible, uh, you know, influences like your doctor or anybody else you look up to and revere. You should absolutely take that in, use that and drive yourself forward with it. That's pretty cool. That's a real life example of how a belief can rewrite how how your habits are day to day. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anything else pop into your mind here? Um, you know, for me, like we talked about before, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty cavalier, free flowing kind of guy. So yeah. habits very much are aligned with more of an analytical approach to and ritualized approach to your day. So it's new for me, right? And I really when I when I think about habits. They don't, they don't make me feel like, I think for some people, when they think about habits, it makes them feel negative. Like, oh man, I got so many bad habits. Like you were saying, oh, I got to cut back on drinking or doing this and that. Um, But I actually, when I think about habits, it actually turns me up a little bit. It tunes me up. It makes me go, hey, if I, if I can just change this little thing and change is not always a bad thing. I'm not, I know some people are opposed to change, but change as you look back through your life made you who you are today you're stitched together from all those those changes um and so i'd say for myself and anybody else just keep keep a positive outlook around habits that that change is good and you can grow and strengthen yourself by just making some some little tune-ups in your life you know it doesn't have to be major it doesn't have to be extreme just make some small changes and like we talked about before i think the best way to approach is just add new positive habits to your life. I yeah. think that's the best way to approach it. I think my final thought is all of what you just said, and there's an asterisk to that, and that is choose one at a time. Mm, don't overwhelm yourself. Don't try and add 10 new habits this new year. Right. Like if you want 10 new habits, that's great. Start with one. Right. And get the routine around doing it. If you try and inundate your 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 environment with so many new patterns new routines it's going to be really tough to 
retain and create consistency. Speaking of consistency. So pick one. Right. And add it this month and get it, dial it. Right. And then grab another. Once you feel like this is a little bit more habitual, add something else in February. Right. Or maybe it takes you a whole quarter. If all you did, if, you, if you've got a goal of creating 10 new habits this year and all you did was add one new habit per quarter and you ended up with four, come on. That's a, a win. Huge, huge progress. That's a huge win. So huge progress. Be grace, graceful with yourself, gracious with yourself. Choose one at a time. Right. And uh, routine is the master of habit. Building confidence should never be overlooked. Whether or not you're just changing that one habit and finding one lane to improve yourself in, all that confidence that you improve is going to spill over into every other category of your life. Yeah. Don't undervalue that. And and willpower, I'm going to keep going here. Willpower sure. is is a factor in this. Right. Willpower is a muscle you can build. Okay? The ability to stay on task, to choose the difficult over the easy, because mm-hmm. there will be moments where you have to choose to do that. You're going to be sitting there. You're going to be faced with it. You've got the trigger. You have the moment. You have the time. You know you're supposed to do it. You just don't want to. Right. And that's where willpower comes in. And you can train your willpower like you train any other muscle. Right. So... You know, as I was trying to build my willpower, something that was silly that I that I forced myself to do was use conditioner in the shower. <laughs> but it's a but those are those little changes that actually start to so ripple dumb, effect, ripple effect, right? But it's like, no, I could work it into my shower routine. I could put it on my hair before I wash my body. Like it didn't take any additional time, and it was finding ways to like build the willpower of like, no, I'm going to do this. It's not inconvenient and I'm going to just do it. Right. Building that willpower is, is a part of this equation. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Man, that was a, that was a pretty good wrap on it. Dude, pretty happy good new year. Happy new year to you. Happy new year to you guys. Welcome to Absolutely. our new studio. Thank you for joining us, Harold. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> that was my best effort. <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't try and, and, and do it. Uh, so until next time, appreciate until next you. time. Boom, we're out. Later, man. Thank you for tuning in to Processing Purpose. We hope you grabbed a few gold nuggets to take one step forward in your journey of life and business. Please remember to like and subscribe our channel if you'd like to get more content to help you build and grow everything around you. Make today your best day. Today is day one.